Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Those of you that may have heard yesterday's Prelude show, invited audience, ubiquitous audience, angels, oh, everybody's welcome here. Please, we appreciate that. That's how we continue to grow exponentially, and we are doing that, and that's through your good help and very provocative guests like my next one. That'll be, yeah, and bound and determined to do it, and I'm going to force myself. It's Yellow Davis, and he's going to help us out here in just a second to re-edify and edify where anybody that might be new, and if you did hear the bio, well, please listen again. All respect due. And I'm going to try to do this again right now. Here's his bio verbatim. And this is, again, from the Podmatch Arena as to how we met each other and why he's here today. And I guess I tricked him enough that we got him here. It worked. I tease a little. I tease a little bit. So Yellow, the poet. Yeah, I went, there it went. It's Yellow, the poet, is an American writer, performer of poetry, advocate of love, and has multiple talents. His new book, Redeem Love, which he's definitely going to talk about here in a moment, is a poetry book with diverse messages surrounding love building and repairing relationships. Recognized in multiple countries, cities, and states as a must-read, and the messages conveyed in the book are known to be inspiring for readers of all levels of society. His poem, you guys know I can't hold up my quotation fingers, but I'm holding them up in quotations, Beautiful Flower Process, was recognized as one of its most inspiring poems about growth in a California online contest. His poetry has taken its rightful place in the hearts of people via video, social media performances on stage. We just talked about that in the uh, green room. Broadband radio stations, podcasts, and continues to date. That, that continues to this date. He was born on September 7th, 1971. We talked a lot about Chicago, Illinois. He'll expand upon that. His education, Dawson College, University of Phoenix. Purdue University, Professional Career Development Institute, Computer Learning Center, and we just kidded with him. I'm not quite sure what he does in his spare time, but perhaps he can expand upon that. Welcome, Yellow. And please tell us all about Yellow and the whole shooting action. We're so honored to have you here today. Take it away. Take it away and welcome. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's all our pleasure. It's an honor, most most definitely. So everybody, my name is Yellow the Poet. That's what I go by. Um, I've been doing poetry for quite some time, literally since I was about 10 years old. I was definitely born and raised in Chicago, Chicago's South Side. And for those of you who are familiar, uh, Comiskey Park actually added an extension to their ballpark and that extension took our homes. That's those were the places that's where I was born and raised at, where I used to live. Quite a quite an interesting journey in that area because the South Side was really, really rough when I was growing up there. Um whew, that we've had some instances that for the safety of children, I I won't say that <laughs> out loud because you know I don't want children to be afraid to go to Chicago because it's not nearly as bad as it used to be when I was growing up. But there's still some things happening there. Nonetheless, the media is still getting news and feedback from things that are happening in Chicago. But um, as far as 
my history go. I have definitely been, I'm a poet, I'm an author, I'm a podcast host. Um, oh my goodness, I wear many hats, so I do a lot of things. I'm a husband, a father, I do some of everything that pertains to relationships. Now, a lot of times when I say relationships, a lot of people tend to think of couples. It's not just couples. There are relationships between parents and their children. There's relationship between single parents and their children, relationships between the children and their teachers, friends, family, you name it. Those relationships, I help men bring them together and build them high. So, <laughs> Yellow, can I interject one thing? Is it possible that you might be able to turn up your microphone a little bit? Is it is it down too low? Am I speaking too low? It, it, it sounds a little a bit, but no problem, no problem. Is it better now? See. We can do it in post production. Don't worry about it. It's not it's not that bad. I was just wondering if you could notch it up a notch. My bad. Continue. Sorry. We're good. We're good. Con go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. No, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We're good. We're good. I didn't want to throw you off. Continue. Continue. Okay. So, um, in my in my works, I actually have a new book that's out. Getting ready to. We're still working on some um, venues to actually get it inside of the stores. And we're me when I say we, I'm talking about myself and the publishing company. We're actually working mm -hmm. to get it inside of the stores. So I'm actually doing some different um, critiques and different angles to help make it a, a bestseller, to get it on the bestsellers list. So I'm still working on that. I'm also working on my new book. It's actually called The Waiting Room. So I'm working on that one as well. Uh, my book current, Redeemed Love, is actually about um, the messages actually geared towards helping women understand that there's a man out here who actually knows the type of things that they go through on a daily basis and on the flip side is to help the men understand how to put the love back into the relationships so that's how redeemed love actually ties into what i do as far as relationship building it's an amazing journey it is and i get a lot of people asking me a lot of questions about relationships and right now in the state of texas I can honestly say that I helped to build four relationships. I've only been in Texas for three years, well, almost three years. This September will be three years. And um, <clears throat> Texas has actually been a good journey. It's actually been really good to me. The support level actually fluctuated pretty fast. I was really surprised that I actually went from uh, 1% in the last few months all the way up until um 12 percent of the people actually getting to know my platform for what i do as far as relationship that's building. an impressive blip no that's an impressive blip you you to be commended continue <laughs> yes indeed I'm, I'm happy about that of course uh, as you should be as you should be continue continue <laughs> thank, thank you girl for bill so over over the um, overall, my entire social media, we're looking at, I get on the average per month, like 5 million views per month. Wow. wow. <laughs> and that's all of them together. Oh, so, really? 
cool. very happy about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, that, would, that would bring a smile to my face, but we don't want to scare everybody. That, that, that would definitely bring a smile to my face. Continue, 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 continue. <laughs> <laughs> and as I stated before in my bio, I, I'm pretty silly. I really like to have fun. And I think what really sparked my silliness off is as I was growing up, there were some children that used to try to bully me. And I say try because I've never been the type of person that didn't fight back. So I don't, I don't care about size or anything like that. I'm going to fight back irregardless. Yeah. So the only reason why they would be successful at any time is if they were trying to gang up on me. But still and all, I still fought back. But so all of the abuse wasn't physical. Sometimes it was verbal abuse where the children would pick on me and talk crazy about me because I came from a very poor family. So we didn't have a lot, didn't have the best clothes, the best of anything because we were a poor family. So that that's to be, you know, understood. We already know that. So <clears throat> as I was growing up, I got to a point where it would be a bit depressing or saddening to me for people to constantly be talking about me like that. So one of my friends told me, he said, hey, you need to learn how to snap back. You need to learn how to crack jokes or roast on them back, because in Chicago, we call it roasting. So you need to learn how to roast on them back. So I was like, okay. I took that approach the next day after my friend told me, and I started talking about people. Yes, I kid you not, it started off super corny. It was the corniest stuff that I could have ever came up with. But <laughs> it let people know that, hey, well, at least he wasn't to talk back. At least he wasn't to, you know, stand up for himself. And that was pretty cool. You know, I enjoyed that, definitely. So after I learned how to start roasting and I got better and better and better at it. It got to a point where people didn't want to roast with me anymore. They didn't want to even talk about me anymore. So that felt good. I finally got the people off of my back verbally and then I got them off of my back physically. So all of my bullying was over with after the eighth grade. After that. Real, it, real quick, real quick. All that. <laughs> Nasty stuff. I'm going to watch my vernacular. All that nasty stuff. It was so silly five minutes ago, five seconds ago, five years ago, and now, and whatever the silly stuff is, and we're, we're together. We're together. Continue. 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 No but you, but you have to stand, you and you did. You have to stand your ground and your kudos to do that. And it's not easy when you have to go through that. Continue. Continue. Especially no, it's not. No, it's not. Continue. Continue. Especially having to go through about myself because it was it was really tough. I wasn't raised by mom and dad. I was raised by my grandparents. So my grandparents actually literally too old to get out there and help me do anything that needed to be done. I had cousins, but my cousins were most of them were older. They were much older. They were too old to even help me fight my battles. So my cousins and I come from a background of police officers. They was like, hey, this is what wow. you need to do. So <laughs> I learned to fight really quickly. <laughs> good, for you, good for you and your dad or uncles or whatever the dynamic may be. That's awesome. Good for them. Continue. Continue. But it was Continue. fun. It was, I mean, it was fun to me to, right. to learn how to fight. I don't know why, but it was fun to me. Right. And 
once I did learn how to fight and I got those bullies up off of me, then when we got older, it was crazy because a lot of the game bankers once I right. actually tried to recruit me after they learned that I know how to fight. So they wanted to recruit I'll me. Bet. <laughs> I'll bet they did. But continue, continue. Yeah. Yeah. I told them, I said, you're going to have to kill me in order for me to join your gang. I would never join a gang in my entire life. And yes, I do have family members that were gangbangers and still are gangbangers to this day. But right. that's neither here nor there. It does help if you have a couple of tricks to back it with as well, as well. But continue, 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 continue. Yeah. But that's continue. not. I told yeah. them you'll have to kill me. So they decided to try and jump me multiple times. And when they seen that I was going to fight them back, irregardless of how many of them it was, then yep. all that changed too. So. Then I got real heavy into my poetry because I felt like, okay, all these things that I was doing, all these things that I was getting into, I needed something to give me an outlet. And I turned real heavily on my poetry because in between going through all of this, if it wasn't for my teacher, he in eighth grade, he saw that I knew how to write poetry and he actually made me get up on stage during an assembly and actually recite a poem that I wrote. And keep giving my vernacular good again. I'm sorry. That takes a certain maybe male, maybe a male body part. That takes a lot of. It does. It does. It does. Continue. 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 I got up on that stage, and I must say, in eighth grade, I got my very first standing ovation. And I was super happy after all of that was over. That's a pretty young age to enjoy the revelation <laughs> like that. Congratulations. Congratulations. But you were in the eighth grade. I don't know. It was so long. 12 or something like that? 13 or something? Something like that, right? Something like something like that, right? Yeah, right, right. So congratulations. It was crazy. I mean, oh, my goodness. That scared the heck yeah. out of me. But then from going from that time on, I actually started to do other venues so i would actually perform at like family reunions i would actually perform in, in parks and i actually right. use some of my poetry to actually get girlfriends so <laughs> once you get that vote of confidence going right once you get that confidence going i get a little bit continue, 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 continue. It, it, it took a while but i finally got my confidence up to actually um, talk to girls because i was like very shy super shy and it wasn't until after after being on stage that one time being forced to be on stage that i started to push my shyness aside because it's a different to, to say the least it's a different perspective when if there's a thousand at that moment if there's a thousand eyes or if there's two eyes on you when it's it's a, you know that's a different perspective it takes a step and then in the categories of boy girl we don't have enough time for that one i tease a little bit i tease a little bit continue 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 i i kid around a lot continue go ahead if i started getting to the girls some of the girls knew people right and they would actually be like hey you can use that you can use that for to doing different things so right. i actually started getting into different talent shows that they will have at the schools that they would have at the recreation centers um different churches like i literally got into just performing in a whole bunch of different places and from there it took me to my young adulthood where right. i started performing and doing opening acts like wow. my <laughs> last few opening acts i did in georgia 
in Georgia, I actually opened up for Cooling the Game, The Gap Band, Mary Mary, Johnny Gill, and Rick James Siblings. And that was at Club Pisces. So you definitely had more than two eyes. You definitely had more than two eyes upon you in those audiences. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So actually, I, actually, after I did that opening, they actually invited me over to the VIP section, and this was the first time that I got scared because it's a pretty big place. <laughs> pretty on big my place. way to the restroom, and it was so crazy because on my way to the restroom. The lady started grabbing at me, and that scared the heck out of me. Because that can be frightening. I mean, that can be frightening. <laughs> you know what? You know what is up? You know what it? What it? What is? What is up? You know no, what is up? Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, right. But exactly. it reminded me of an interview that Michael um, right. Michael Jackson talked about when he said that it can be scary being out there in those crowds because you never know what the crowd's reaction is. And when he oh, said exactly. that, that triggered that interview in my head. When this happened to me that night, that triggered that interview in my head. And they had to send their bodyguards out just to help me because all I was trying to do was just go use the restroom and then come back. <laughs> we, all, we all have to answer a call of nature every once in a while. Can you hold the phones? Can you hold the phone? A little bit, a little bit, right? A little bit. Continue, continue. Continue, continue, continue. I got a chance to go to an event, and this was in a part of Augusta, Georgia. I'm not too familiar with Augusta like that, but I got to perform with um, a club at a club where Travis Scott was at. So Travis Scott was there, and there were some other known rappers there at that time. I performed at another club. They actually called me in Georgia. That was club. That's when you know you're getting some attention, right? I mean, that's when you know yeah. if they're calling <laughs> you, it's like, yeah, continue, yeah. continue, continue, continue. But it was so it was so crazy because at that time the guy was introducing me to a bunch of known people, known local people at that time. And right. it was crazy because, like, I could walk around Georgia and people were asking me for my autograph. Wow. It was, <laughs> it was so on crazy. that local scene until you, you definitely were known in your own neighborhood, yeah. if you will. Well, kind of, sort of, yeah. 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 <laughs> Congratulations. That's awesome. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Good for you. Through a lot of hard work. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Yellow. I'm so sorry. I'm getting a little note from, are you seeing the same note about asking you to just refresh your page? It's from the sound studio themselves. And again, don't be too concerned if you can't do it. I can probably catch it in post-production. But they are saying that something about you're just to try to refresh your page if you can, if you can on your end. And sorry to break your timing like that, but. Okay, might have lost him. He'll call back, I think.
Okay, I think we probably had some difficulties on yellow side, so I'm going to just stay here. <laughs> you lucky people, you. We're going to finish this. I think he might try to loop in, and whatever happened, we'll take care of it if we have to reschedule or repatch it. So I'm just going to continue to talk at you until he does come back a little bit. And I'm going to expand upon his page that I did do in the Prelude show. Well, I think he might be trying to come back in. So you give me half a second on that, please, to do so. And we shall do that. Okay, you definitely heard him expand upon his bio and definitely, you know, he definitely had some success and he still does at this juncture and the hard work he was actually booking his own shows and so forth at the beginning. And I think we all heard him right before the camera decided to do whatever or whatever it is. The uh, I think he's coming back in now. And that's okay. Let's see if he snaps back okay. in. I'm back in. I think he's, <laughs> okay. I got you. Don't worry about that. I'm, I carried on talking to the audience. We probably definitely lost them now. They had to listen to me. I'm just teasing. And I just carried. I just. I just carried on because I said he'll come back in. Just to try to. Don't worry, everybody. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it in post production. So sorry if you can just not find that thing. Ignoring, you know, distracting to yourself the message. If you can pick up where you left off, we're good. We're good right where you left off. And so sorry. Here we are. We had to go around the yellow brick road, but we made it. We did. We're. We're in the land. We're in the land of Oz. Continue. 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 <laughs> so I got the call from Apache Cafe. Yep. And Apache Cafe asked me to come out and um actually perform there. Yep. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I got the standing ovation. I got the snapping fingers. And I was super happy about that. Like, oh my goodness, here I am, a young adult trying to do something. And at that time, it was really hard. Oh, yeah. Because I was in college, I was working a full time job and performing at different venues. Yep. So it was tough. <laughs> yep. It was tough. <laughs> there are truly, there are truly only so many hours in a day. It's pretty tough. Yes. That's pretty tough. Continue, continue. <laughs> Continue. Yes, it is. It's, and after I did that club, then other people started calling me and it became a, a trickle up effect. I won't say trickle down because there right. was nothing down about it. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, I started meeting a lot of different celebrities. Like I met um, in Georgia, I met Brandy, Benzino, I met um, Jim Jones, I met the um, guy that played David Ruffin in the Five Heartbeats. I met Ludacris, and I was on the list to perform at T.I.'s restaurant, but I ended up leaving um, Georgia to come to Texas. Got it. So my journey from Texas, from Georgia to Texas, we actually did a live video, me and my wife, because we actually started our show called Perspectives. So in perspectives, what we did was just various topics about various things. And we would, you know, have the audience come in and ask questions or send messages. Like it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I love the but, name. I love the name. I love the name. And be honest, be honest, it was your wife that did got I teased you a little bit. I'm sure you did it. I'm sure you did it collaboratively. I teased a little bit. I love the name. I love the name. I love the name. 
<laughs> Thank you. We actually picked a bunch of names that we did. We finally settled on yeah. perspectives, yeah. and the perspectives has a meaning to us. Like yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's not just our perspective, but it's also the audience perspective because people perceive things differently. I love it. So I, as I love as it. we can elaborate on it, then we can all come to a same understanding, and then we can take it from there. Right. So, <laughs> I love it. So it was great. It. So we let the people see our journey from Georgia up into um, Texas. And you can actually go to my YouTube channel. You can actually see that journey. If anybody's interested in watching the journey, you can actually go there and watch it. Um, we had fun doing that. And all of our stops that we made, we actually made a video for each stop. We showed that we were going to the restaurants. Yeah, I got to ask, and I tease a little bit. Did you do t? Did you do t-shirts? And that, I kid a little tiny. <laughs> I kid a little tiny bit. I kid a little tiny bit. But that's great. I mean, that is so great. That is so cool. Continue. Continue. We do. Continue. We um. We're actually working on now a um. A t-shirt line. We're actually working on that right hey, now. Ride the tide. So, ride the tide. Really, seriously, ride the tide. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and the the t-shirt line is basically for the relationship building. So right. what we're looking to do is raise funds in order to help more people with relationships that are having relationship issues, like especially for like that single parenting. Yeah. Because a lot of times the single parents don't understand that they're in an an era that's different from the era where they were raised in. And if you're in a different era now, that means the language has changed, the styles have changed, the types of um, conversations have changed. So there are so many things that have changed and you're here and they're here. And I'm not, I don't mean like one is above the other. I mean right. that there's a difference in place, in era, in time. There's a difference in all those things. And sometimes we don't know how to communicate with the person from one era versus the other. So I help in those eras because I actually talk to people in different um in different back with different backgrounds, different walks of life. It doesn't matter. I talk to people and I learn how to communicate with different types of people. So now I take what I've learned. <laughs> Excuse me. So now take what I've learned and I put that together to help other people learn to be able to speak to one another the same way. Love it. So it's, and then it's you go and then to go to just real quickly to go to like point, a lot of points we talked about in the green room and what have you. Mm -hmm. Single parenthood, motherhood, single parenthood in like you said, in any era was pretty damn tough job. And for yes. everything that you said all eloquently, a uh, lot more <laughs> tough now. No Spurgeons on Grammy or Grandpa or whatever in days of old. No Spurgeons. It was always tough. It wasn't the same variables then as it is now. So, yeah. So, yeah. Continue. Continue. So, after after those things started happening, it brings me to today's events where now I'm constantly working more and more on my book i'm constantly working more and more on the poetry right. the goal is every time i talk to someone as far as my poetry is concerned or as far as my book is concerned or relationship building is concerned my goal is to reach at least one person per month and i feel like as long as i can reach one person each month that one person that's so beautiful else. 
And, and with the audience that you've been blessed with, it's a challenge. Anything's a challenge. Everything's a challenge. But to your earlier point, if you get a segment of that one person at a time, that's a pretty impressive patchwork quilt, my crazy analogy, if you will, Lego, Legos, crazy. But but, but truly, it is. It is. One step at a time, whatever. And if you do leave somebody with a kernel of that wisdom or whatever, You've more than the personified all that hard work, all those hours, all that time, all that effort. That's so rewarding, as you for sure know. You just I was I was just living vicariously through you when you were saying, oh, 53,000 people. I'm going, what? Continue, 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 continue. So in in my journeys, a lot of the things that I um contribute to the stuff that I've learned to my motivations and things of that nature. I contribute most of that to my grandmother who actually did the majority of the raising of me because she raised me from five years old all the way up into my young adulthood. Like I stated during our green room, I didn't, I wasn't raised by my parents. I wasn't raised by mom. I wasn't raised by dad. I was raised by even before when I was born, my grandmother on my mom's side and my great grandmother, they both took care of me. They was taking turns, right. taking care of me from birth all the way up until I reached four years old. Then in between there, I had a little bit of time with my mom, but not so much with my dad. And from five years old on up into my young adulthood, that was my grandmother on my dad's side of the family who did all of the rest. So it's my grandmother, my auntie, and some of my uncles actually helped out. So it was a it was a transition. It was a lot of back and forth. And, and of course, inner city kids, we don't hold the monopoly on those situations, but they're pretty prevalent yes. in our inner city lives, aren't they? <laughs> continue, yes, they continue, are. continue, continue. And I also contribute um, some of my uh, motivations to the things that I've done. Like, for example, I played basketball in the summer leagues for different teams. Like we had the Wentworth Wildcats and that was the guys that were living in the projects. We lived in the homes right down the street from the projects, right. but I would intertwine and hang out with them. Sometimes we ended up having a basketball team that was from the rec center inside of the Wentworth gardens. So that was a lot of fun. We traveled to different neighborhoods. We had fun playing basketball. Then me and my cousins, we actually joined um, and one before it became very, you right. know, commercial. Right, 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 right. Wow. She played it wow. one and we had so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> that's the way life should be. Seriously. That's the way life should be. And there's and there's we all know too, we're we're obviously avid sports fans. We kind of talked about that a little bit. But the, yeah. there really is a lot of lessons, life lessons from any sport. And if you you know, preaching to and we preach to no one, but those of us that have done it to whatever level, you can play at the playground, you're pretty good, whatever. Just the whole thing. But seriously, you know, you really do learn so many life and the camaraderie, the great friendships, yes. all of it, and it can radiate from exactly what you're doing. The patchwork quilt, if you will, my crazy analogy. Continue. But it's so key. It's so key. And having fun along the way, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. That's beautiful. So Continue. The goals, the goals also for 
my poetry because these are all the things that motivate me every single day. Correct. Um, goals also was to be able to pass something down as far as information, pass that on down right. to my children. And ironically, my daughter, my daughter, which is the only daughter that I have, and my um, one of my sons, my third oldest son, they actually picked up on it very well. But my son, instead of him being a poet, he became a rapper. <laughs> There's a so talent to that for sure. I mean, good for him. And is, and is he in the infancy of his campaign or whatever, if you will? Or? What he's doing, what he's doing right now, he's actually doing something with the uh, travel agencies. So he's actually being a travel agent, helping with sales. And what a great like way to break them into the business, if you will, if you will, because that's beautiful. Yeah, continue, continue. And for my daughter, she's actually on social media as well. She's publishing her um, her poems. She's actually letting people know about them and reciting them over the internet as well. Just like I do, she she actually does the same thing. So it's so truly awesome. like father son daughter, if you will. Truly like father son daughter. That's awesome. That's awesome. Continue, continue. My two oldest, my two oldest, my first oldest. He's a he's a um, truck driver, and he also does auto mechanics. My second oldest, he's a barber, so he's looking to actually open his own business. At, open That's, a so beautiful. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So. It's awesome. I, I love it. All of that all of that is so important moving forward, and we just leave it at that. That's how all of it's gonna get accomplished. There's arm in arm community, barbers, seriously, butchers, barbers, bakers, the candlestick makers, poets, serious, but but seriously. That's how it's all it's so beautiful. The children, you know, whatever they ultimately aspire to do, and they'll probably stay at it. But I mean, it's great that they even had the opportunity if they decide, well, you know, that was great along the way because they learned that kernel, like you said. If they learned that kernel or learned something from it, and they'll be fine. We'll be hearing about them from any. They'll, they'll surpass. They're going to surpass pop. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. They're going to surpass pop. Continue. 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 So. If you have any questions for me, feel free. Okay, what I what I did do, and really, I think you know, I I like we talked about that. I love all your questions, and and Yellow has a open invite to come back whenever, and he's going to keep us posted. I want I want to find out about his next book when it gets on the proverbial drawing board and ready, and his new events and all that. Do you have a newsletter or blog per se, or or geez, I don't, I couldn't find. I'd, I'd have to criticize if you couldn't find time to do that. I'm just curious. Do you do you have one or? I do have a newsletter. If you wanted to make sure that you let's do that first. If you're not adverse, tell everybody every which way they can get a hold of you. Your social media, all of it, your blogs and everything. Because I got a point on that when you're done. Go ahead. <laughs> not a problem. So for everybody to reach me, my main spot is my website. It's yellowthepoet.com. Y-E-H-L-O-E-T-H-E. <laughs> I chuckle. I, I chuckle, everybody. I got it. I got it. Continue. 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 Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm on some of You're everywhere. Things, so. You're everywhere. Yeah, I'm, but you're everywhere. Yeah, you're everywhere. You, you got it pretty <laughs> you well also, covered. You got it pretty well covered. Continue. Continue. Yes, you can Google Yellow the Poet, Y-E-H-L-O-E. Yeah, you'll find you'll, you will find him if you do that. Good point. Good point. You'll definitely you'll definitely find him. Yep. 
And, and just tell us a little bit more about the book, if you would, and, and, and if you're at liberty to what the next one is, or if you whatever you want to do. But tell us about the existing one for sure. So Redeem Love, but my goal is for that one is to actually get it out in stores because right now you can purchase it online. You can purchase it at Amazon. You can purchase it at, um, <clears throat> you can actually go inside a local Barnes & Noble and purchase the book. Just ask for Redeemed Love by Yellow awesome. Boy. You can purchase at Books A Million online. You can go inside the bookstores and ask them to look If you're up. on the Amazon, and they'll, fi they'll find you between the internet and the Amazon. But continue, continue. Yeah. You'll definitely yeah. find yeah. it. Like, even if you Google me, you're, you're going to see my book, and you're going to see all the places where you can actually go to make the purchase. Awesome. Beautiful. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so those are all the places where you can actually find me. And I'm also on, as far as my podcast is concerned, I'm also on Anchor. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on. Uh... You're on all of them. No, if you're on, if you're on them, you're on all of them. Yeah, we're ble we're ble we're blessed. We're blessed. Likewise for myself. So you're on all of them. That good for you. Good for you. Thank you so so again, again, they'll find you. They'll definitely find you. <laughs> but that's beautiful. Sometimes, as you know, sometimes, as you know, with no aspersions, the more doors or entries or roadways that you can get to anything nowadays, right? Right? Is it not not necessarily overkill or whatever a bad thing? I'm working on some new new platforms to be on, and awesome. my thing is, I always keep my audience posted. I'm also on TikTok. That was the other one. I there you go. Yep. So yep. I'm also on TikTok. So no doubt, every platform you got it covered. You you got it covered. You definitely got it covered. Yep, you definitely got that covered. But that's great. Again, again, all the avenues of approach. And let's face it, that's that's what you know. Hey, there's a lot of Instagram fans. There's a lot of TikTok fans. So it's not a lot of whatever fans. You got it all covered. You got it all covered that way. And that's the way it should be in general, right? You can just yes. keep circumventing until you find whatever you like in this ball game. This is true. How about this? How about one or two of whatever questions? Because I love them all. If you want to do the three that I did in the prelude show, we're not locked to the law of that. And then maybe slowly segue out on that or whatever you want to face out on on those suggested topics, because they're all so great. They're all so great. You know, she wants to me and I and I got you. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this about that, and you know about my eyes, so I can read my own writing and remember the questions. What what was it? And you kind of alluded to this already, but what, what was it that really got you growing and going in Chicago? And you did kind of cover that. Were you 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 weren't like a prodigy, right? Per se. I mean, you didn't come out of the womb per se, being gifted with. I mean, I'm not kidding in that. So maybe if you can just revisit that, I was 12, and I think he did do that. But maybe if you revisit that, thank you. No problem. So was, how, did, how did you become out. a poet in Chicago, if you will, if you will? <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I started out at the age of 10, and I used to just write things and um, at home. I was sitting at home, me and my cousin used to always watch the Saturday morning cartoons. Love it. And we would Love it. sitting down Love drawing it. or we would be sitting down writing. I was more of the writer. He was more of the person that would draw all the time. Got it. And I'm an artist too. I'm actually a certified artist. I draw 
Can you do plumbing? Can you do plumbing and carpentry? You're pretty, you're pretty well diversified. I'm gonna find one. I'm gonna find one, but maybe not in this show. Continue, continue. I, I kid you a little bit. Continue, continue. So we, we actually did our writing. My grandmother and some of the other family members actually took an interest to it, and I think that it was one of them that told my teachers what I was doing. So I had one of my teachers would read my poem. It was like because we had a poem day that we had to actually come up with a poem. Right. And I actually ranked number one for the best poem in the classroom at this time. I was so you had some core, you had some core gifts there, right? Mate, you had some core <laughs> gifts going on right from the. That's awesome. Continue, continue. continue. <laughs> and then once I got into eighth grade. That's what my teacher, he was like, yeah, I remember because he used to be a sixth grade teacher too, but I was just in a different class. And he was like, yeah, I remember one of the teachers let me read one of your poems. So he was like, here you go. I want you to get up here on this stage wow. and let everybody hear your poems. Wow. And at that time, I kid you not, I got so scared because well, that was literally did. about... The peer group, the peer group is the, the peer group is the most challenging audience. If there's five of them or five thousand, right, right, the peer, that's the toughest audience going. Continue, continue, continue. continue. It was probably about three hundred people in the auditorium that day, right. and I mean, parents, right. teachers, students, the staff. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, that this was so scary. <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually did it. I probably stumbled a few times, but I actually made it through that whole poem. But the thing was, the people got the message and they was like, that is such a powerful message for a little boy. How could you come up with something? It really like is. That I mean, I can I can almost envision it. It really is. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> so after that, all the parents, the teachers, the students, nobody wants to mess with me anymore. Everybody wants to hang out with me, want to be friends so they can hear what other poems I was coming up Doesn't with. Doesn't the light switch quick? <laughs> yes. Doesn't the light switch quick? Continue, 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 continue. <laughs> so it was just a lot of fun. Then after that, I got known because my grandparents found out about how well I did in the classroom. So I got known that I was doing stuff, the family reunions, different events around the neighborhood and <clears throat> I kid you not from there it just started growing <laughs> that's awesome well one of the biggest reasons I reached out to you is I'm a huge poetry fan I love, love poetry with all of your other things and it was just so fascinating and it is and it's continuing to be and that's a gift I mean you know hey in case you didn't know that's a gift that you were gifted with but that's a gift and you obviously are giving that back, which is so beautiful. So beautiful. That's what we should be. It's a lot worse things you could be doing than talking and promoting poetry, right? 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 right. No, right. So thank you. Thank you for that. For this time around, especially where we're at, the world is a little upside down right now. And we're at a precipice where it could really be good and moving forward for a lot of reasons. Would you like to, not so much a poet, a poem, unless you, unless you got one right off the cuff, but seriously, <laughs> what would you like to leave us with? And feel free, if, but what would you like to leave us with, with a little tiny prophetic message of encouragement, a poem, just to keep everybody in balance right now, perhaps. So I'll let you take that away, my friend. 
I'm gonna give you something that I did in college because in my college class, at this at this time I was at the University of Phoenix. Let me give you the a little back history first. Okay. At this time I was at the University of Phoenix and inside the University of Phoenix, we were doing a project and on the project they were talking about the world coming to an end where everybody kept thinking that in 2012, the world's going to end on a certain day and things of that nature. So we did a actual um, PowerPoint on that. And me being the most knowledgeable of it, I had to actually be the leader of the team for that particular project and tell everybody what they needed to do and how they needed to do it, how they needed to present it. Well, my communications teacher was crazy about me. He said he loved to hear me speak. He loved to to hear how I tell things, how I tell the stories and things of that nature. So I was like, awesome. I was like really honored by that because he's a very well-spoken man. So I, he got literally the Board of Education came down to our classroom. The chairmen for the entire University of Phoenix came to our classroom. Teachers from other classrooms, students from other classrooms. I mean, everybody was literally, there's a bunch of people standing around the wall for this particular project. And it was, he never said anything. So it was a total shocker to our whole team. Like, okay, why is everybody coming in here? What's really going on? Why is all these people coming in here? But by the time we finished, they asked questions, asked questions about the project. And most of my classmates, they didn't know how to answer the question. So my team, they was like, well, he's the one who knows everything about this particular topic. So I was like, no problem. Direct your questions towards me, let's let's hear it. I answered everybody's questions and they was like, wow, how in the heck do you know so much about this topic? So I explained to them uh, over the years, ever since I was five years old, I have been doing studies, researching, going to libraries, reading different books, um, learning about different type of science projects and everything that pertained to the world and its existence, how the world would grow and progress over the years. It's just so many things that was in, t- in that. And they was like, wow, that is so awesome. Then the one lady, <clears throat> I was her favorite. Uh, out of all the students that came through the school up to that point, I was her favorite. And she said, she she said, when I leave, she was going to retire. And I, <laughs> I, I, I laugh out of respect. Not, yeah, that's beautiful. Continue. Continue. No, no. continue. <laughs> she literally retired after I graduated. She retired. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that was so crazy. And she was the head chairman for the right. entire board. But it was so much, it was so cool. So she was like, I heard you wrote a book. And I was like, yes, I did. And at that time, it was my very first book, which was called When the Tears of Life Play. So I thought I wrote that book. She heard about it and she read it. She purchased it. And I was like, cool. So she was like, give us something. Give us something to to take us away. So you answered everybody's questions. You... you're very knowledgeable on the subject matter. She's like, and then your professor has all these wonderful things to say about you. Let us hear it. Let us hear it. (laughs) 
So I'm gonna leave you with the same poem that I gave to her. <laughs> this poem right here is basically for people who have gone through tough times, bad situations, witnessed bad things happening inside of their environment and around them, and then also having to deal with bad politicians. So all these things coming up together, and at the end of it all, you realize who the real true owner of life really is, is not the people that's, that's here inside this planet, but there's a higher power that we all answer to that takes over everything. So this poem is called Struggle. That's the name of it. Alrighty. So <clears throat> every day I was told that this right here is the sweet, sweet land of liberty. If this land is so sweet and liberal, then why am I surrounded by sins and fallacies? These people used us to share blood for a country we didn't even come from. They string us along and lie to us about the truth, trying not to make us feel dumb. The other cheek is turned when our children go outside to play, but their children have indoor games, pools, more money than they could count, and a nice place to stay. We live in a society controlled by greed, weed, and drugs. Territorial fools label themselves with tattoos as phony thugs. Peace is an unheard of area in our neck of the woods. We keep harping on broken promises that make politicians look good. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Make no doubt about it. The struggle is real. Welfare's lines continue to grow long without age variation. Our people are trapped in our neck of the woods with the lack of association. Not saying that we can't see what's to come, but they hide things from us and give us their own variation. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. They keep a clock on us to tell us the time that they want us to hear about leaving everything else for us to struggle, to remember, but also have doubt. The struggle is real, and the word says, ashes to ashes and dust to dust, but no matter what anybody else says, there's a higher power before any of us. Everybody, let's all take a deep calming breath for a second, please, myself included. Wow. Yellow, I want you to hang around just for a second in post-production. Everybody, I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm going to ask you to resonate on that overnight. I'm going to pick up on it overnight tomorrow in my own show again. And thank you, everybody, for being here. This is the main reason of what we're all trying to do. And with the great help of very intuitives like Yellow, <laughs> He's going to help us continue to spread that forward. And we're going to do everything that we can, whatever small part, because the small parts go into the bigger parts. So please think about what he's said and done here tonight. Those to whatever degree of familiarity. And those of you that say, I was at his show in the front row, man. What are you talking about? Thanks for being here, too. We'll see you all overnight. And I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Peace, everybody. Bye-bye for now, and may God bless. Thank you. Thank you.